Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, hello. The half-orc. Where is he? Miss, I, 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 hi, I, I'm Alivari. Uh, what's going on? It would behoove you not to get involved. Now move aside. So you can see that, uh, that there are the normal group of miners that, uh, are at the end of the bar. But every single one of them uh, is dead. The the first thing I'll run to is like probably to like run up to to the bar and lean over it to see if I see um, one of their bodies down there. Holly Jorgensen. Fuck. You son of a bitch. Alivari, you see that the one door on the crossing house sort of swings aside. And that blur starts to come out. You can take your shot at it if you'd like. Of course I would. That's a 20 to hit. She's going to come back and we're going to be in trouble, folk. Yeah. You're telling me. So we're riding back to town. And I assume we're going to go try to, like, clean up the mess as much as we can. I open the door and walk in. You immediately see on the ground is Patrick Portnoy's gaunt form. I just kind of look at the ground and shake my head, let out a deep sigh, and then I turn back towards um, towards Portnoy and um, kind of shake my head. No, like you know, he didn't make it. He immediately punches the wall and just seems like he doesn't doesn't know what kind of an outlet to let his frustration out with and he then just walks back outside and and you sort of can see him standing out in front of the gun shop and he's got his hands on his hips and he's looking up at the sky I give him like at least like a good you know moment alone and and then like I slowly walk up behind him and and you know put an arm on his shoulder I'm like we are gonna fry that bitch. I guess um, I will have just left the the um, Patrick's uh, gun shop after um, you know finding the body and and leaving uh, Peter in there to sort of collect his thoughts and stuff like that. Okay. And so, where are you heading then, Falk? After that, I am going to head back to the the church, and um, I am going to. Uh, meet back up with, with Alivari, kind of come up with a, a plan of, of what to do. So as you're, as you're heading back towards the church, 
you notice that some of the some of the miners and stuff that had made their way into there they they seem to have decided that it must be relatively safe to come out and cuz it's been maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes or so at this point i think that uh you know, you guys spent enough time taking stock of who was in the church and what had happened, communicating, going and investigating, and all of that good stuff. So I think that at this point, it's probably been 20 or 30 minutes. And so a lot of folks um, are starting to head back to their homes. Some of them, however, are still in there. Um, Lucius Fillmore, um, Andrea, Sylvia, Prentice, um, Rebecca... Portnoy is still in there. Um, obviously, pre- Pastor Breakfast, as I'm sure you guys would assume. And you can, yeah, you can walk into the church at this point then. All right. And so, um, uh, in a very uh, uncharacteristic way um, for for Falk, uh, he doesn't sort of become chatty as soon as uh, walking into the place. And um, he kind of avoids talking to most everyone in there. And uh, he goes um, straight over to Alivari. Hey, Falk. Hi. Um. I uh, I don't think I can do much good here, other than play. I I feel the, the same way. Um, the deputy's uh, father. Uh, she got to him first. Oh. He was the one in the in the gun shop, right? Yeah, that was him. And he was the one I, I gave that gold to. Right. Well, did she, did she at least take the gold? Will she be back? Falk kind of, like, you could um, see on his face that something immediately clicked in his head um, with that. And uh, he, he kind of thinks on it for a second. There's no way she could have got out of out of town with the gold because she was on foot. So she had to have. How, how much gold was it? <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, we had two two horses had to carry it basically. Oh yeah, well yeah, she didn't have that much. That's for sure. Um, where do you think she put it? I don't know, but you better believe she's going to come back for it. And. <sighs> we gotta do something about it and we might be able to use it for a trap because uh, I, I think I remember hearing the the guy we got locked up in the in the deputy's office he said that it was stolen gold and that the people that it was stolen from have some way of tracking it well if she was able to come here and, and find it in uh, the gunsmith shop then obviously she's got some kind of tracking on it that, w- that would make sense but she was also after us for some reason, it seemed. <laughs> That's probably my fault, too, for, you know, bringing it here. Uh, what? Well, uh, you... There's no way you could have known, Polk. It was just gold on somebody's horses. You didn't have any idea where it came from. We need to find it. Yeah. We also need to make sure that people in the town are, are going to know that they have to be on on high alert and and they gotta take care of themselves because by the minute things are getting more and more dangerous here well let's think she uh if she came into town 
and she shot him first, then probably she would have come to the crossing house and just straight up just taken out all those people. How, how long do you think she'd been here? We, we were out for, what, six hours? Yeah, about that. And, I mean, first of all, she had to have taken the gold. It wasn't in uh, Patrick's gun shop there. So she had to take it out. And that's a labor-intensive process unless she had walked a horse right in there. I think I got to go back there and, and, and take a look. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll come with you. Maybe. Yeah. I can see something. I don't know. Um, before we leave the church, um, I'm first going to go up to uh, Pastor Breakfast. Okay. Um, and then, oh, is um, is the blacksmith in there? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I walk up to uh, Breakfast and then I um, kind of look over it and notice Octavius and I, I try to wave him over and if he doesn't immediately come over I'm, I'm going to say uh, Octavius and then I, I wave him over again he's a little preoccupied at first but uh, after you actually call him by name he definitely starts to come over he seems like everybody kind of seems in this room like they're in a bit of a fugue state at this point especially uh, the Jorgensons but um you know, after after you call his name, he snaps to attention and comes over and and stands at attention, basically, and uh, says, uh, "What what can I do for you?" Um, I'm... yeah. Uh, well, so uh, remember what we were talking about um, before I had left out of town. I know you probably don't want to talk about it in public here, but it kind of needs to be uh, about the militia, but like. I know you know your way around things like that, and, you know, obviously, Fillmore's men wanted nothing to do with coming in and helping the town out during all that, so we gotta arm everybody and anybody that can that can point a gun, and uh, we gotta make sure that we can defend ourselves, because we didn't kill that person that just attacked us, and there's a good chance that she's coming back. He... His mouth kind of drops agape for a second, and he kind of opens and closes it a couple of times as though he's going to start speaking, and then he goes silent again, and then he opens it again, and he goes, "Right, I, I'll um, I'll, I'll work with Patrick as soon as possible, and we'll we'll work on getting everybody armed. We'll 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 get it done as soon as possible. I, you have my word. You're a good man, Octavius." Oh, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, and my, my mind got scrambled there. Um, uh, you'll be needing to work with, with uh, his son. Uh, what, I, I really think that I should work with the gunsmith. I, I kind of put my hand on his shoulder. Oh. Yeah, and, and kind of give them that deep look, uh, like, you know, and, and pretty much try to convey non-verbally. Oh, okay. And... You see his, his face gets kind of steely for a second as though he realizes that he needs to, at this point, he needs to step it up. He needs to step up as a, as a uh, member of this town and as a leader in this community. And he goes, right, right. Well, I, I'll, go, I'll go see Pete then. And he kind of glances over at Rebecca for a second and his eyes get sad again for just a moment and 
he goes, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make sure that we go and, and, and we'll pass, we'll pass out guns and we'll pass out ammunition and, and anybody that isn't familiar, I mean, most folk here are familiar enough with firearms that, you know, but, but I'll make sure that we go over at least a small safety course with everyone so that they understand, you know, the, the bad end and the good end and yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'll do that for you. Octavius? Yes, ma'am. I know you can do this. And I will sing your praises until the end of time. Because you are amazing. Yes, ma'am. And he, uh... You can see on his face that, that he he's kind of just nodding to himself as you say this. And he stands up straighter and immediately starts walking out of the church towards the, towards the gun shop. And uh, Pastor Breakfast looks at you and he says, Do you think that, that this is related in any way, shape, or form? With, with what else has been going on here? I don't think so. I think this is a, a separate matter. But uh, that thing still hasn't gone away. And so now, basically, the situation is twice as dangerous as it was before. And so I'm coming to you right now to say I, I think you need to start letting people know that if they have a, a way of, of leaving town, have family that they can go to, especially if they're not, um, you know, able enough to defend themselves, that uh, they should really consider it. Uh, this place is is not not a very good place to be right now. Even even worse than it was a a couple of days ago. Ernie, help us all. And he he looks down at the ground and he removes his hat for a second and holds it kind of just over his sternum. And uh, you can see his lips moving as he's kind of silently making a prayer. And he nods at you and and goes and and uh, starts talking to some of the people that are left in in this uh, church and just tries to console people the best that he can. And uh, unless there is some more stuff that you guys want to say to him, uh, before we go, it, I mean, this is one of the most you know well built buildings in town. Um, is there any other ways out of here other than that main entrance? Like, is there a door that leads out of the basement or, or something like that? Like, basically, I don't want anybody in here being stuck in here if that or some other monster comes back. And I, I just don't want it to be a slaughter. Well, maybe we could set up places around the edge of town, like some of the houses on the outsides. Well, yeah, we'll definitely need to do that. We set have up centuries. a... We have a basement, and mostly, you know, I just, uh, I keep various decorations for the different, uh, sacraments and things like that down there, but, uh, I mean, there's a set of double doors that come out the back of it, um, I mean, it, it, I don't know if any elderly folk are gonna be able to make it down them stairs, though, they're, uh, they're a little steep. That, that's gonna be something that, uh... You might have to improvise on, um, maybe have somebody carry them if, if the situation arises. Like, nothing's sure. Um, you know, for all we know, that that woman could, you know, leave town and never come back. Um, but I'm just saying, you, you don't want there to be just one way in and out, because it could just lead to a disaster. 
I would also make sure that that door is unlocked and maybe keep a, keep a couple of people down there in the basement to keep an eye down there. You know, to make sure that they can get that door open and get people out um, as quickly as possible. I think... I know that this is probably the wrong time. Um, how, how long ago was it that that all them all them zombies formed up into that that creature it's about three days ago so tomorrow or tonight at midnight that'll be the third day again ernie help us all i hope he does thank you pastor i i i think um i'm gonna try and get folk to come come here if if they won't leave town if 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 that's all right with you yes that's that's what i'm thinking and I'll make sure that uh, whatever militia that uh, Octavius comes up with, I'll, I'll make sure that he keeps some some hands around here, keep an eye on things. Thank you. Um, y'all are good folk. I don't want I don't want to seem too forward, but um, would y'all mind if I said a prayer over y'all? Not at all. I'll take all the help I can get right now. He asks you guys to to both kneel then, and he places his hand upon either of your foreheads, and he says, Ernie, protect these heroes with your righteous might. Keep them safe, and in the process, keep this town safe. In your name, I pray. And you guys are now blessed for the next hour. Awesome. Yes. So, um, on my way out, um, you said that Lucius is, is in here? He absolutely is, yes. Um, I'm going to walk up to him and I say, um, you're, uh, Fillmore's boy, right? Correct. Okay, you you can nod uh, if you need to, or or shake your head, if, you know. Um, wh- where's your ma at? I I I I I tried to convince her to come and and come to the church with us, but she she said she'd be fine. She didn't want me to. C- All right. Come come e- either. Yeah. Did she stay at home? correct seeing what she did to my partner and my other partner um you know maybe she had the right thing in mind there but um yeah you you make sure to stay here uh where it is safe um we'll go and check on her while we're you know doing our thing you know just make sure she's okay folk as you're talking to him um the nuisance has has been doing a lot less dancing because I think that uh, at this point the nuisance can read the room enough to realize that his shenanigans are are not really welcomed at this point. But uh, mm-hmm. he he comes and he starts tugging on your on your duster and starts just kind of making like a noise, like he's concerned about something. All right. Um- yeah, so uh, thanks for for talking with me, Lucius. I'll um I'll get back to you later once I I you know know more, and I kind of um turn towards uh, Nuisance and kind of walk uh walk with them towards the 
entrance. The nuisance is uh, bouncing along and it's walking towards the entrance and it even walks completely outside of the building and moves over to the side and looks at uh, looks at you, Falk, and says, I, I stop him. I, I stop him and put uh, I put a finger up to his mouth before he says anything, and then I cast message, and um, I'm like, okay, don't say anything out loud. Just say it in your mind, and I'll be able to hear you. What do you need to tell me? Bad magics, yeah, bad, very bad. All over, all over. The boy. All over the boy, all over Lucius. Mm, yes, mm, choosy chosen me, the choosy chosen. Mm, mm. Well, he'll be back um, as soon as he's done getting healed. This is why he left town, like I told you earlier. Um, so, do you know what kind of magic it was? Bad magic. Um, do you think that he is the thing we're looking for? No, no, not a demon, no, but maybe touched, yes? Mm? Touched. So if we leave him in there, do you think that he could kill everybody? Should we take him out of there? Chosen, we need the choosy chosen. He'll know, he'll know. Okay, so what I'm gonna need you to do, nuisance, is uh, I'm gonna have you go back in there and act like nothing is wrong, and I'm gonna go back in there and get Lucius to come with me. Yes, the nuisance is acting, the nuisance very good acting. <laughs> yeah, you, you are, yeah. So, uh, remember, be a, be a good boy and uh, make sure you do whatever Boris asks, okay? And the nuisance seems very, very upset by this. <laughs> and But as soon as you end this, uh, this message conversation with it, it, it starts kind of bouncing and clapping, but you can tell that it's very half-hearted and it doesn't, he doesn't seem himself. Like, he's just... He's doing what he feels like you want him to do, and basically no more. And uh, out loud, I say before he goes back in there, um, one more thing. If you have to defend yourself or somebody else, you go ahead and do it, okay? Yes. Kill the usurpers. All the usurpers. Must protect the parable. Yes. And the choosy chosen. And the innocent people. And, you know, just make sure you think really hard before you do anything. But I'm just letting you know that, like, you know, if, you, if something has to be done, you know, make sure you make sure you do it. And I, I walk back in and, and head back over to Lucius. And I say, um, you know, I was thinking about it. Maybe you ought to come with us to check on your ma, because, um... We didn't have uh, a whole lot of luck when my partner went and talked to her before, and, you know, maybe if you're there, plus seeing you, we'll put her at ease. Um, maybe you should come with us. Yes, yes, sir. 
and uh, he follows you out of the church. And as you guys are leaving, you can see uh, Deputy Portnoy and his large hat and his bushy red mustache, and he's carrying something in his hands. He's got something that's like inside of a, like a wooden box. It's not very, a very ornate box, just a kind of simple one. And he comes mm-hmm. up to you, Falk, and he says, uh, Falk, uh, I, I, uh, I understand that, that my pa had an agreement with, with your friend, and uh, well, this is the last thing he ever made. And he hands you the box. Ah, thanks. Um, like, what's the dimensions of this box? It's about uh, three and a half feet long and maybe two feet wide. Just to be clear, which uh, which friend are we talking about? The one he didn't like so much. All right, gotcha. Well, that kind of narrows it down. <laughs> the orc one. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, you. You know, just the more I thought about it, the more it seemed that that could have gone either way. And um, you know, it's not the really the time for that kind of banter. Um, so uh, I, I just talked to to Octavius, and um, he's going to try to form up a um, form up a militia to start protecting the town. And um, you know, I told him to keep some hands around the church, and um, you know, just try to arm everybody that's that's proficient and knows what they're doing. And I told the pastor if if anybody's has anywhere that they can go. Um, that they they should leave town if they can because this place isn't getting any better before it's getting a lot worse. All right, um, I'll uh, I'll gather up um, probably scatter guns. Hey, I mean you know don't gotta have a don't gotta have a whole lot of aim to use those. Yeah, and um, you know maybe stash some things um, if you got any extras around some of the rooftops of the buildings. Um, you never know when when we're gonna need to take some high positions and and you know take some pot shots at some folks Falk Falk if, if you need if you need anything from just take it and don't worry about it okay just do what you gotta do sure thing that's very generous of you I mean it's uh, my sister is all I got left now and y'all y'all folk are the only people that I think can stop this at this point and so the hell good is money if none of us are alive yeah. That's fair enough. So, uh, there's one other thing, too. Um, that gold that, that caused all this. Um, I don't think she left town with it because she was on foot. And there's no way she could carry that amount of gold herself. And so, I think that we need to find it. Find where she's stashing it. And once we do, I'm pretty sure they were tracking it. And so, we're going to need to make some sort of trap. And so, um... I'm going to check around in, in your dad's place and, and see if I can find any clues of how she got it out of there. And then um, then I'll get back with you later on, on what the plan is to to try to get her. I, uh, Dusty might be in there. I asked him if he would, um, if he would take care, take care of Pa. I understand. Right. That, fe- that feller, uh, normally he, he's, he's a real weird one, but... He was pretty gracious and and offered to help. So, uh, anyway, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Pete. He nods at you, and uh, he goes 
directly over to his sister and you see them start to talk and one of the things that you noticed about Pete is just, just that his eyes were bleary and bloodshot and red and as soon as he begins this conversation with Rebecca she immediately falls to the ground and just starts sobbing uncontrollably like it's it's a brutal scene to watch well I, I can't stand much more with that let's go check out the gun shop yeah, well, do you think we should go there first, or should we go uh, track down Lucius's ma? Well, I guess he's with us, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let- I, 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 wanna, I, I want t- t- to help, and so if you need, need me t- t- to stay with you, I, I will. Well, by helping, the best thing you could do, if you want to give us the time to do this thing, is to just stay out in front of uh, the gun shop there and just let us know if anybody's about to come in or anything like that. And just, um, you know, stay right by the front where we can, um, you know, see it and make sure that, like, you know, nothing nothing gets you. This, this town is dangerous right now, so you got to be within eyeshot of us, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so, um, yeah, I guess we walk to the gun shop then. All right. And uh, as you are getting there, you see that Dusty has this, uh, not really a cart. It's more like a, it's more like a litter, I guess, but with uh, two wheels on it. And he's, oh, okay. And he's got a body um, on the cart and it's covered with a sheet. And it, it, it appears as though this sheet has been used many, many times, and uh, mm. so there's a lot of old washed. blood stains Ugh. on it and stuff like that, and Dusty nods to you guys, and if you guys have nothing to say to him, he's just gonna start heading back towards the cemetery. Um, I do say, um, oh, uh, excuse me, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Falk Smolder, I'm the special agent that's been in town, and I extend my hand out to <laughs> shake his hand. Shit! I met you, boy! <laughs> you don't remember me? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, I, I, you know, maybe you're uh, thinking of my partner. He's, he went no, and saw you. No, you were playing few, with few your times. gun this morning. You were being a real weirdo. <laughs> I look over at Alivari, like, really confused. Uh, there was... You know how you don't remember what happened? You went to Dusty's cabin for a while, and, uh... I had to bring you back from there. What was I doing at Dusty's you, cabin? Apparently I'm scary when you don't know who I am and you ran away from us. I I don't know. You were out of your mind. None of this is ringing a bell. You know, I, I, it's probably better that way, honestly. Why, why was I out of my... What happened? Uh, why don't we go inside and leave Lucius out here and I can tell you all about it. Oh, okay. Um... So, I guess, nice meeting you again for the first time there, um, Mr. Barnes. And, uh, yeah, I walk in. You hear him, you hear him mutter, mutter shit under his breath as he <laughs> <laughs> starts to uh, carry this litter off. So, uh, you tried to read a spell, um, to let Boris talk to his, his family back on whatever plane he's from, and it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I was afraid that might happen. 
Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but you screamed and you were scared of me and Boris and nuisance and you ran out of the house and you made your way over to Dusty Barnes and you were I don't even know what all you were doing there you were on the floor I think you were licking something I don't know oh well that is incredibly embarrassing yeah and then you were uh you took your gun out and you were gonna start playing with that so I had to basically charm you into coming back to the crossing house and going to sleep. Ah, that's why you had my gun this morning. Yeah, and while you were out, Harp Wyatt was there, and, um, you remember that really pretty cistern that had all that magic on it? Oh, that little ukulele-looking thing? Uh, sure. (laughs) Uh, It was... Uh, so, apparently, of all the stuff we brought back, that was the only thing that was interesting to, uh, to, to hard to take. And so, yeah, he took it. And apparently, he thinks he's gonna destroy it in some kind of a big... I don't know what he's gonna do, but he's gonna take... Basically, strip the magic out of it, I guess, and make it explode. Which I begged him not to. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about where that story ends. He's always on the lookout for magic stuff to to do that with. He, he even like has me keeping an eye out for that kind of thing. Um, in exchange for questions, it's it's like a whole thing between us, you know. But um, well, he should definitely grant you some questions from that one. Well, I, I <sighs> guess technically you brought it to him, so uh, maybe you could ask him some questions. <laughs> uh, maybe I already got my payment. Um, it was quite a night. Anyway, so. Anyway, we need to look for some, uh, some clues here. So, um, first thing I want to look for is, are there any signs of a horse being brought in here? You guys can both make me a survival <laughs> check. Oh, that's a natural 20. Nice! Because mine was 11. No, no signs of a horse. But what you do notice, Falk, is that you, noti- you notice, first of all, that definitely... Somebody moved through areas of this uh, shop that are not regularly traveled through. And so, like, there's kind of this main thoroughfare that goes to where that uh, that central display case was that Tom broke into um, maybe, what, three days ago at this point? Yeah. But along the edges, along the right edge, going kind of around these rows of uh, scatter guns and rifles and things that... Uh, that Mr. Portnoy had set up for sale, you definitely can tell that somebody was moving very slowly because the foot the footprints are very close together and they basically made their way from the doorway along, around to the right and then to that second doorway. All right, so I follow those, um, those footsteps. And uh, is the second doorway the one that goes into the back where, like, the uh, weapon shop was? Correct. Yep. Oh, okay. And so um, at that point, I um, sort of slowly open the door and um, start sort of canvassing the, the area. There's still a lot of blood on the ground. You can see... I'm going to let you keep that natural 20 survival check. So one of the things that you can tell is that Patrick was, was tortured for at least a little while. You can tell just by the amount of blood loss that there is 
that it's very possible that she might have been doing damage to him and then healing him up again because it's kind of a similar situation to when that miner exploded when you guys first got to Fillmore's Crossing, except for you know for a fact that that uh, Patrick wasn't possessed by anything because it's not the third day. Does elf and does elven blood have the same red color as human blood does? Yeah, it absolutely does. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's not going to help me. Um, uh, is there any signs of um, of moving? Maybe like a wheelbarrow or something like that in here, like something that would have like um, left like kind of wheel tracks on the floor. Why don't you? Well, actually, no. You can keep that natural twenty. Um, no, there are not. And does it seem like with the boot tracks that I found that it seemed like multiple entries and exits were done by that same set of tracks? Yes, correct. However, um, it doesn't seem as though they were bothering with with going back around that first way that they went. Instead, um, you see you see them go out this backroom door and then you kind of lose them in that main thoroughfare where there's a lot of, you know, scuff marks. The dust is not really in this area because it's kicked out of the way from people going in and out of this store. But you definitely think that she entered and exited um, at least twice to the back room. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll move on to the back room. Do you know where they kept the the gold? Uh, I'm I'm not really sure. That's uh, kind of what I'm looking for. Is like she had to take it out, and so she. I don't see any signs of like a wheelbarrow or even a horse being brought in here. So she had to take a few trips to get all that gold out, unless it's still in here somewhere. Right, but you don't know where it would have been. Um, I would like to investigate the uh, the. <clears throat> like, is there a cash register or something? Lockbox? So here's what I'm going to let you guys do. Instead of making you roll for something that's this important, instead, tell me how long you want to spend investigating in here, and you can take 10 or 20, depending. So, um, I would say maybe like an hour. Okay, yeah, you guys can take 20 on that. And so what would be that result if you took a 20 um, with your investigation skill as well? Hmm. <laughs> 21. <laughs> Alivari was not built for investigation. Yeah, my investigation is plus five. You actually remember, Falk, that the majority of... That the gold was all stored in the back room. And you watched as, uh, as Patrick uh, was stacking it up on a table back there and just kind of investigating it and he never did anything with the with the amalgamation of gold the stuff that got burnt in your fireball if you recall that you know it was just basically all kind of fused together and so because he couldn't stack that you remember he left that in a bag in the corner that bag is no longer there and you do see that there are some flecks of gold dust that are on top of this table where he had been, where he had previously stacked the uh, the bars that were still in their bar form. All right. Um, I guess first thing I do is like uh, put my hand like where the gold just would have been, just to make sure that there's not like some sort of 
invisibility spell or something like that on it. That's super smart, but no, there's nothing there. Oh, okay. And then um, I will look down at the where the bag was and see if there's like any like drag marks, like even if they're only like an inch long in the dust to see which way the bag was initially pulled when it was picked up. Back towards the front entrance of the store. Huh. Um, is there any other gold flakes anywhere, like after, like not on the table? Yes. You find that there are, there are gold flakes, um, you can find a lot of gold flakes in the, in this store in general, mostly going down the main thoroughfare and mostly in this back room and on the table. Okay. So they would, that would have gone towards the front door as well. Yes, sir. All right, so it appears she took him right out the front door. And, gosh, this had to be one strong woman to be able to get all this out at one time. Well, she seems strong enough, that's for sure. But if she, if she had him tied up or killed or whatever, she wouldn't have had to do just one trip. Do you, you don't see that she maybe made more than one? Now that you have spent this amount of time, you're pretty positive that she's gone in and out multiple times. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, now I guess we go out front and look for for some horse tracks. Well, yeah, she could have stashed it somewhere out of town before she came and found you. I mean, the nearest town is pretty far away. Um, are, are you just mean out of the, the outskirts of town? Well, yeah, she ran off into the desert somewhere. Yeah, um, it didn't seem like... You know, we were chasing her. She she pretty much looked like she was taking the most convenient way to get away from from us. Um, and With as fast as she was moving, it wouldn't have mattered much which direction she went. She'd get there pretty fast. I guess that's true, but her direction is really the only thing we have to go on. So yeah, let's let's look out in the front for some for some tracks there. Okay, so I think we're gonna keep doing this the same way where instead of making you guys roll and having the possibility for failure, I want you to instead tell me how long you want to spend doing this. Um, what time of day is it? Well, so you guys, you guys dealt with your insanity this morning. You then slept for six hours. It's been probably um, an hour and a half since the whole attack with Zuri thing. And so I would say that it's starting to get to be about dinner time, maybe like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Okay. So uh, we still have plenty of light. Correct, yes. You have about... you. I would say that you guys have about four more hours of light. Yeah, I would say maybe take another um, another hour. I would also be trying to get uh, Lucius to help us too. Um, like bring, in, bring up that, like, you know, her boots were like this kind of size and shape and stuff. And since he works at a general store, he might not have some sort of knowledge of, of like, you know, cowboy apparel and maybe that might help him or something like that. Help us out. So he, he nods eagerly at you and you guys start looking around the front of this, uh, of this store. And when you get around to the side, cause there's a lot of horse tracks and stuff everywhere, but you notice along the right side of the gun shop that some of these horse hooves, like the tracks are much deeper than they should be. Bingo. Well. So uh, let's follow some tracks. Sounds like a plan. Uh, do we want to take Lucius back to his house first? Uh, I mean, we need to follow these tracks while we still got light. That's true. All right. 
we run into trouble, he knows where he lives and he can go and run home. Go home. Right, Lucius? Yes, yes, sir. All right. And, um, so you guys start following these tracks, I assume, on foot then? Uh, yeah. Okay. I am also going to assume that you guys are moving slowly enough so that you never lose it or anything like that. And so there are a few times where you get to some more main thoroughfares where there's a lot of horse tra- traffic going in between the houses, especially once you guys get closer to Elmer Fillmore's mansion. Um, mm. And the, that's not necessarily saying that the these tracks are leading to the mansion. I'm just saying that as you're going past it, there is a lot of horse traffic that comes around Elmer Fillmore's mansion. And so you guys get a little bit, uh, sure. you guys get a little bit thrown off for some time. And then you find them again, though, once you, you know, start really looking for the ones that are just a little bit deeper. You would think that it's probably a good, like, inch, inch and a half into the dirt, whereas the normal horse tracks are, you know, just a just a centimeter, if that. You know what I mean? Like, just barely perceptible. But these other ones are deep. And you also probably would assume that the horse is... Probably a better than average horse, a stronger than average horse, just given how much weight in gold you would be dealing with, or she would be dealing with, I mm-hmm. should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you go around past the Fillmore Mansion, and you continue for probably another like thousand feet or so past the outskirts of town. And it's starting to get dusk by the time that you find this large saguaro cactus where there has clearly been some dirt moved. And I need you both to make me a perception check. <laughs> uh, 13 plus 1. 19. You can actually see that maybe 100 yards to the northwest of this saguaro there's a horse tied up to another saguaro, and it's a big one. Like, it's a big, white war horse, basically. And there's nobody on it, but you see the horse. Alright, I also want to um, look around, too, to make sure there's no- nobody watching us. Yeah, you guys don't see anybody. Does the horse look particularly thirsty, like it's been there for a while? I mean, from this distance, you probably wouldn't be able to tell that, but if you went and got close to it, um, it would immediately start whinnying and and making a lot of noise and moving around. And, and yes, you would infer that this thing probably has been here for a while in the hot desert sun, and it looks, it looks dehydrated for sure. I think I would walk up to it to investigate it. Well, this thing's been out here for way too long. It needs... A- water and some food probably some shelter yeah you you deal with the the horse there i'm gonna do some um some digging i guess um is there a shovel on the horse there is a very there's a small one of those like hand shovels that's about three feet long all right that has to be what she used to do it so i'll use it to undo it okay i will take whatever water skins i have and i use I assume there's somewhere to put water. Oh the yeah, the um, you can just feed it to it directly or whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Um, okay. maybe she's got a bucket on there. How's that? That's nice and convenient. <laughs> and um, 
So yeah, you're dealing with uh, getting this horse back hydrated, and it happily is lapping up as much water as it can possibly drink. Um, mm-hmm. Falk, make me an arcana check before you throw this shovel into the ground. All right. Ooh, that's a four plus five and nine. Yeah, you think you're probably good to dig. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I start uh, whistling um, and uh, shove that uh, shovel in the dirt. So you dig for not very long, maybe 15 minutes or so. And then you feel the shovel hit something fairly solid. And I need you to roll me, I think it's wisdom, but let me just check real quick. Sorry. And Falk goes insane again. Woo! Oh no, it's dexterity. You're good at that. Oh, okay. Three, so a 16? So you hit this, and for whatever reason, you just get this bad feeling, and so you start jumping off to the side as the dirt starts shooting out of the ground, and a loud explosion sends just tons of sand in your direction, and you will take half damage from this. Good, because I don't have a whole lot of HP right now. So you're going to take... So it's 16 overall, and so it would be 8 fire damage as this... Uh, oh, okay. As this explodes. Falk! Are you okay? Uh, <coughs> uh, just just fine. Um, what does it look like in the, the hole where the explosion was? It... Uh, there, it looks like there's two bags of uh, of gold down there. It doesn't look as though they were harmed by this explosion somehow. Well, it looks like I found the gold there. Um, oh, <coughs> oh we, uh, just did a bunch of digging, and then that. Um, let's say we just uh, take a little rest right here, real quick. And I want to take a short rest and roll some hit die. All right, so you guys. You guys are going to be out here until after dark, then. All right. If you, I mean, I'm just letting you know that full disclosure, and if you're cool with that, then cool, no worries. All right, so... Uh, I ain't got no trouble. I'm going to use all but one of my D6s. So 5D6. And um, are hit dies doubled in this, since magic is, or no? No. Okay. So I get back 18 points. So you guys just spend some time um, just repairing your wounds from the battle with this elf woman and just talking about everything that you've found out at this point. And uh, at the very least, you have a horse out here that you can put this gold on and get it back into town if you wanted. So that's a good thing. All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Okay. And um, hey, hey, Lucius, could you help us with this? Since he's still with yeah, us. Yeah, he, he gladly helps you uh, to load it onto the horse. And between the three of you guys, it's it's a little bit hard doing the one that's that's all melted together because of just the way that it's the way that it's masked, but the uh but the other one, you know, you guys can just remove a couple of bars and put it up on the horse and then put some back in, and so that's not really that complicated, but it takes all three of you guys to put the the melted stack onto this horse 
All right. And uh, as we start walking back into to town with it, I'm like, so, uh, so Lucius, have you been noticing any sort of, um, has, has your mob been acting weird in the last, like, you know, since all this stuff started up the last few weeks? She's all, always been over protective, but she doesn't let me out of her sight anymore. And when did that start? Did that start with, uh, like, after you found out about the, the first sort of murder, or was it before? Since, since I t- took over the general store for my father. Huh. And how long ago was that? He looks off into the distance for a second. And he thinks about it for way longer than you think he should have to. And he goes, about a year. About a year. Because if you guys recall, the general store seemed like it was new construction. Like, definitely the newest construction in Fillmore's Crossing when you guys came into town. Yeah. So, um, how long ago was the the very first murder? Because that would have been the one with uh, Bertie Nicholson and... um, And... uh, What's his name, right? Upton Jones. Upton Jones, yeah. Two and a half weeks, three, maybe. All right. Um, So anything sort of changed at the the house uh, or anything like that in the last um, few weeks? Get any new sort of decorations or furniture or anything? He kind of looks at you puzzled for a second. And again... he looks, you see his eyes kind of looking off into the distance as though he is absolutely thinking about this. And I will even, like, without an insight check, you 100% believe that he is thinking about this for way too long. Like, he is, there's no way that he's playing this up on you guys. And he says, uh, I, I d- d- don't think so. Okay. That's that's fair. Well, it's getting dark. We should probably get him back to his mom. Oh, it's already dark. Yeah. It, it's already dark. We should probably be getting him back to his mom. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I, I cast message to her, and I'm like, uh, so what should we do with this horse? Well, we take it back to town, and we figure out a different place to put the, the gold. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Full disclosure. Um Nuisance was uh, saying he felt a very bad magic um, around Lucius. That's why I brought him with us. And so um, I kind of don't want him to know where the gold is. Ah, well, I I could try to dispel it, whatever it is. Um, I kind of got a plan about that, um, and and I don't think that we would want to do that yet. Um, But, uh... You, you want him to have the bad magic. Oh, you're talking about the magic. I thought you were talking about the tracking on the gold. Oh, um... Nah, I, I'm assuming I probably can't spell that one. I suppose if you you think it's a, a, you know, a good idea, but, um, you know, when I asked Nuisance about what he was feeling, he said it, it's like he was touched by the bad magic. And so that's why I was asking all the questions about his ma. And so, uh, I kind of... Uh. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, but yet, 
Maybe he's picking up on some sort of touch spell that was put on him, but I'm really not, like, too knowledgeable about a lot of spells, you know, I just kind of have the, the ones that I can manipulate mechanically with the thing, and, uh... Right, um, well, if he's a spell touch creature, I don't think I can do anything, but, I mean, I can give it a shot, unless you think it would be helpful to our, our investigation. I mean, is he gonna know if you do something like that on him? I say let's wait and see how this plays out, like, because, you know, if it's going to work, it's going to work whether, you know, he had already revealed himself as it or not. So, yeah, let's let's keep that one in our pockets. But I just wanted to make sure you knew what was going on. He's got bad magic on him. Do we want to send him home to his mama? I'm kind of thinking the mama is like the, the one that put the bad magic on him. I know it's a terrible thing to think, but, uh... There's a lot of signs that kind of point in that direction. Why would you think that? Well, for one, uh, just look at the way she's been acting. Uh, I mean, granted, Tom is abrasive and kind of awkward, but I mean, you know. He went into her house and assaulted her. She had every right to point a gun at his back. Yeah, that's true. And, and you know, there's been some times that the thought has crossed my mind as well. Um, but that's not the, you know, that, uh, so, <laughs> you know, she just has a lot of motive in all this, you know, kind of being, uh, having her life upended by, by Elmer and then being constantly taunted by all of his proclivities. Um, yeah, yeah. and I want to say there was something that Tom said, uh, about her that, um, he couldn't put his finger on, but I, I just don't remember. I, you know, didn't think to ask him in the heat of the moment when all that stuff was going down. I don't know. And she wasn't there in the church. Well... That was kind of a weird, weird thing, too. He, uh... He said he, he had found some kind of magics at her house. Uh... At the time, I thought he was just being, well, him. But maybe... How about this? How about I go and talk to her? Because Tom wanted me to go do that anyway. And I can say that you got Lucius and you'll be bringing him along shortly. And then maybe after, I don't know, give me a good 15 minutes or so with her. And then you can come along and bring Lucius home. Um, I guess so. I just kind of am not really in the mood of thinking we should split up uh, right now. (laughs) Things have gotten pretty bad and... And I've made some really bad mistakes in the last uh, couple of weeks here. And so, um... Well, that's fair enough. Um, well, uh, we could take Lucius back to the church and give him some task, I don't know what, to do. And then we could go see Marie together and then go get Lucius. If she doesn't seem to be completely insane. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good idea. Plus, once we're in the church, I can message Boris and um, and Nuisance and, and tell them to keep an eye on him. All right, that that sounds like a plan. Y- y'all make some f- funny faces at each other. <laughs> oh, we. Uh, sorry, uh, you know it, it's kind of embarrassing. We got a kind of a thing going on I, you know we're trying to keep it on the down low you know just people around town they see uh, 
human and you know and i kind of pointed her horns and stuff and you know they get to talking and your secret is (laughs) safe with with me i kind of touch him on the shoulder and i'm like thanks bud and then I go back to, <laughs> to message. I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> and Elevari at this time is just looking at Falk going, a thing, huh? In her head, like messaging yeah. to him. Yeah. Uh, it's just, the, it, it happened so quick and I had to think of something. And um, anyways, um, I need to talk to Pete too. Um, he's... Uh, it's very important that I talk to him before I kind of can make sure we do the thing with the gold that I'm planning. All right. Um, should I know what you're planning? You'll be with me when I talk to Pete. All righty. All right, Lucius. We're going to head back to town now. He nods, and you guys start uh, making your way back to town. And... It doesn't right. take you guys too long to... Because now that you're not trying to track anything, you're not moving anywhere near as slowly. And so it doesn't take you guys very long to get back to the church, maybe 30 minutes or so. And are you just dropping off Lucius there then? Uh, first, is is Pete in the church? You notice that, uh, that Octavius has some miners that are stationed out in front of the church. And they've got scatter guns that are just kind of slung over their shoulders. And um, you see inside, Rebecca's in there. Okay. Um, all of the Jorgensons are still in there, mostly because they don't have a home anymore. Um, and Pastor Breakfast, and that would be that would be it. Or no, I'm sorry, Boris and the Nuisance are in there too. All right. So, um, yeah, I'll probably uh, as soon as I'm in range, I would start uh, messaging Boris and um, be like. Hey, Boris, uh, we're about to come into the church. Um, Just a quick sort of, uh, well, there's not a whole lot of time. I'll sum it up as succinctly as possible. Um, We're bringing Lucius back for just a temporary amount of time. Keep an eye on him. Uh, Nozan's got a bad feeling about him earlier, but um, there's something we have to take care of that we can't do with him around. So I need you and Nuisance to just watch him. And, you know, watch them pretty good. And so, uh, if you can, let, let Nuisance know. But, Folk, uh, I think it might be a good idea if you go and, uh, we'll go talk to Mark. He, he said he wants to help. I still got him locked up. To Mark? Mark, you know, oh. the, the guy you brought back. The one you, you threw into Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, because, uh, I was planning on it. Um, have you seen Pete around? Uh, he, he's, he's back at his office. Um, he said he had some things to do. Perfect. Uh, we'll only have to make one stop. Um, thanks, Boris. And Boris nods. Or, well, no, he'd be pretty far away, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, if he nodded, I wouldn't be able to see yeah. him. So that'd be funny if he did nod and just everybody just looks at him like... Yeah, he 100% up. just nods like, yeah, <laughs> Falk knows what that <laughs> okay. I'm nodding at him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Um, and then I say, um, oh, yeah, um, oh, this is, this is embarrassing. Um, so I was filled in a little earlier on what I did earlier this morning, and I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I thought it would work. Things happen, folk. I, uh, I'm, I'm still, let's take care of what we got to take care of here first, and we can worry about me later. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. And he nods again. You don't know that, but he nods again. Yeah. And, <laughs> and at this point, we're literally just walking in the door with uh, with Lucius, and we've explained to Lucius that we're going to keep him here for, for a little bit um, to deal with that, okay. that um, gold. Sounds good. Yeah, you guys... Uh, you guys bring him in there, you close the doors, and uh, then you start heading towards Deputy Portnoy's, well, office, in quotes. <laughs> yeah. His open-air <laughs> office. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a beautiful open-concept building. All right, and so um, when I get close enough there to use my uh, message, I call Portnoy out to where we are. He comes out, and he just looks rough and he doesn't even say anything to you he just looks at you and waits for you to say something first ah i beat um so and i kind of motion my hand towards the the horse and um i lift up you know the flap on the thing and and there's the gold there oh you found it yeah and the reason i called you out here by you know the message thing was um i wanted to talk to you first I've got kind of a plan, and it involves it involves Mark Baggio. And um, what I'm thinking is, he mentioned that this gold has a tracking spell on it, and so that that elf that that you know, and I kind of look to the ground after I say you know, and um, she can track it, and so she's going to be coming back for it. And so what I'm thinking, Baggio had said before that he, he was already on his way to Kensington to meet with a guy that was going to dispel the gold to where they could, you know, just have it. And at this point, his gang is gone. They don't know that he's still, uh, you know, that he's here or that, you know, anything happened with the gold. They don't know any of that. And so I'm thinking, give him an offer to take it, get it dispelled. If for one gets it out of here and out of our hands... So if she's tracking it, she's not going to come back here for it. She'll follow him at least and let him know that he's got this one chance where he can be out and free. He can have this gold, get it dispelled, and then he wouldn't have to split it up with his gang. And he could just, you know, all past sins forgiven, be a good boy from now on and have a retirement. And it might just save countless people in this town. Falk. Do you really think that that once she gets the gold back, she just goes home? It at least gets her out of our hair in the time being so that we're not fighting a battle on two fronts. You know what I'm saying? Because we're really close to to being like really pushed up against the wall with the all the monster and magic stuff going on. Right. I don't think we can survive two, two fronts. That's smart. And if she's after anybody, she's after me. And she said she was after my partner. All right. Why do you want me to ask him, though? No, no, I'm, I'm going to ask him. I just wanted to let you know. And look, I've made some horrible decisions um, thinking that I was doing the right thing in the past couple of weeks. And it's led to a lot of misery and pain for, for people. And... I don't think that I can just make these decisions on my own anymore. I don't think it's responsible. So I, I wanted you to know. And I, I wanted to be sure that I'm making the right call here. I, for one, don't want to face that devil woman again. Right? Falk, I, I, um, yeah, I'm, 
I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So I guess it's time to go talk to him. When you uh, when you walk inside, Ingrid is still locked up in her cell, and she hasn't gone to sleep yet. So she's just curled up in the fetal position in the corner. Her um, she just has these heavy bags under her eyes. I mean, it seems like. Like, even though she's sleeping a lot when you guys go in there, it doesn't seem like she's really rested, if that makes sense. Um, and Mark is... Mark is sitting on the... on his cot as well, and as soon as you walk in, he stands up and looks at you and he says, Well, hey there, uh, I hear you... I see you must have... must have heard about my offer. Uh, your offer? I want to help. I, uh... Oh, that's what Boris was saying. Yeah, I told him that I wanted to help because if this entire town goes to shit, I mean, well, I'm probably going to die too. And well, I'm not too keen on that. I want to see Natrial again. Yeah, um, that's very interesting timing because I, I came to make you an offer. All right. Let's hear it. So... I mean, has anybody told you what happened earlier today? Well, they said that they, uh, the deputy said there was an elf that came through here, and, uh, well, uh, if it's the elf that I think it is, that's bad fucking news. Well, you know her? I know of her. Sorta. Her name is Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Um, we'll put a pin in that and, and come back to that, um... So what what I'm getting at is a lot of people died because of that gold and because she knows how to track it. And so I remembered that you you were telling me that you guys were on your way to Kensington to get the gold dispelled. What I've come to offer is just that. All your past sins forgiven and you take that gold to Kensington and if you can get there with it and get it dispelled... It's yours. You can retire. We just got to get that gold out of town. Ernie Christ, buddy. That's a that's a tall order if I have ever heard one. We got her horse. So, you know, the, there's... I don't see how she'd be able to keep up with you. I, I got a fresh horse myself that I can send you with. Buddy, I, uh... Fuck. It's, it's not, uh... I want to help you, but this... This seems like a suicide mission to me. I should have never taken that gold in the, in the first place. You know, Joe, he he probably didn't seem much like it, but he's a persuasive feller, and he he really had me believing that we would be able to outrun her. And, well, if if you're as scared of her as, as you are, and, well, you kicked our asses. Well, but that was all of you, wasn't it? It was just the two of us today. I don't think we're going to be able to convince him that he's making good points and and yeah, I want it, to it help you, right though, fuck. Like, I'm not here, I'm not trying to say I don't want to help. I just don't want, it seems like a bad choice for me to just head out into the desert by myself with that, with that gold. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Hmm. I look over at Portnoy. He just shrugs. What do you think? Falk, if you want to let him out, let him out. I mean, there ain't no point in keeping anybody locked up anymore, I mean... As, as bad or evil as, as these folk may be, they're, they're nothing in comparison to what's running around out there. Yeah. 
You have my word. I'm not just... If you ask me to defend someone, I'll do it with my life. But I just don't... I don't want to die alone. All right. Um, you might want to stand back from the... From the the gate here, because um, I had broke that key off in here, so that, like... I'm going to have to blast this thing open. Well, if you don't think that I remember that, uh, you're kind of a fool, because I've been trying to pick that lock for days now. I mean, I have not been doing anything improper, Deputy, and I would never think of doing that. (laughs) And he kind of backs up away from the gate. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll uh, put a um, firebolt round into Samantha and uh, hold it right up to the... um, the mechanism there and blow a hole in it. Yeah, you can easily open up the the gate from there. <laughs> well, that's one way to open a cage. Then, uh, I also look over to Ingrid and then back over to Portnoy. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her out. We're gonna bring her over to the church and, uh, we're gonna... Do you think that that's... I... I don't think that the people in the church would feel comfortable with that. I, I'm all for letting her out. Um, Where in the hell am I supposed to take her? I can't just leave her somewhere to die, Falk. That's, I don't think that she meant to do it. That's, that's true. Um, shit. But I don't know how we can convince them that either, you know. I, I've, had, I've had many days to, you know, get to know her and... and, and that's genuine grief, Falk. It's genuine. I, I, I'd bet my life on it. Uh, would she be willing to keep her around you? Like she has her freedom, she can split if she needs to to save herself. She won't be locked in a cage, but she still won't have to. Because I don't think it would be comfortable for her to be in there with all those people that are scared and, and probably hate her. Either. I look over to her as I say that and kind of kind of searching for agreement in that statement. She nods. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep her with me. I'll, um, I'm gonna go get Boris and the nuisance, and I think, I think we, uh, we four are gonna hold, hold up here, and I think I'm gonna send Mark to the, to the church, I think. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, I think he should definitely be, um, part of the militia you know we need to have him post around keeping an eye on things i'd be glad to do that for you that's not a problem i uh maybe i'll go and uh, put myself up in the in the bell tower and keep a lookout i'm not a bad shot and or your buddy took my rifle didn't he oh there, there's some around yeah uh, we'll, we'll we'll grab you one all right there guy all right and this is probably the first time that you've seen Mark where he's not cheerful at all. Like, he he definitely can tell by everybody else's tone and demeanor that uh, that shit is bad. And he, he kind of shares their sentiment. But um, he, he walks very slowly and somberly past you guys and starts heading towards the church then. All right. Um... One more thing, Pete. So, uh, Maria, or Marie, sorry. Um, has she been acting, like, stranger than normal? I, I've heard that she was 
kind of strange for a while, but um, has it escalated in the last, you know, since all this stuff started? I mean, she's been wandering around town all afternoon yelling about her son, yelling about how no one's going to take her son away from her again. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Has he gone missing before? Uh, the deputy seems... He does that long pause the same way that Lucius did, and he says, not that I can rightly remember, but no, not that I can rightly remember. Can I do an inside check? Yeah, absolutely. Could be worse. That's a 17. You detect no, uh, no falsehoods from Deputy Portnoy. Hmm. But there was definitely confusion on his face for a minute. How long's he been living with Marie? Did his did he used to live with with his dad up there in the the mansion even after they split? He seems really confused again and he goes, "Well, he took over the general store about a year ago and and I think he's been living with Marie since then, but I can't I can't rightly remember what was going on before that. Can I just cast Dispel Magic? On what? On, uh, Portnoy? Sure. Because I have a feeling something is messing with his mind right now. Go ahead and roll a d20. Gives me a 17. So anything, uh, level 7. You don't feel as though anything changes, and... You don't think it's because you did a bad job at dispelling magic. You definitely think that something magical is going on, but whatever it is, it's not a lasting effect in a way that you would normally dispel. Like, you've been doing magic enough and for long enough that you, that I think you would know this. Gotcha. Then I'm going to message to Falk while we're standing there. Falk, I... There's something. They're doing something to their memories out here. I don't know what, but I can't dispel it. Hmm. I did think that was kind of weird that twice in the same night we had people uh, kind of go blank on us for a second there. Um, I don't like it. And both of you guys go ahead and roll me a history check. Oh, I only got a two on the die, so... Uh, that's a six. <laughs> okay, go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> She's been out of town and my head's been in the clouds, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, thanks for everything, Pete. Um, we're gonna get back to the... to the church, and, um, we're gonna get Lucius and, and go check on his ma. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. All right, you, uh, y'all be careful. Um. So I am going to message Ingrid. And um, I'm like, hey, so, you know, you, you heard us. We're, we're letting you out and, and everything. Um, I just got to ask before we leave, who do you think is behind all this? I don't, I don't know. It's someone that someone that would want my kids dead. Do you think it's Marie? 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past her. She's not a good woman. Well, I, I don't know anything solid yet, but all I know is, like, you know, since you're going to have your freedom to, to be moving around, um, stick close with Pete. He's going to try to keep you safe as best as he can. But if anything happens to him and you see Marie, run. Okay. And and I'm going to leave after I say that. All right. Where do you guys want to go? Um, go get Lucius and go to go to Marie's. Uh, we were going to leave Lucius behind. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're just going to Marie. Okay. Yeah, so we're just going to get Marie. Or going to talk to Marie. So you guys uh, walk past the barber shop and start headed towards Marie's house. And both of you guys go ahead and make me a perception check, please. Okay. As usual, not great at perception. Uh, three plus one. 27. So there are some uh, lanterns lit on the front no, 26, of... 26, sorry. It doesn't matter. Those are both good enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there are some lanterns lit on the front of Marie's house, and that little fence that kind of runs around the front of her property, and she is pacing up and down um, this, fr- this fence line, and you can see her doing it, and she just looks frantic and actually you can hear her yelling out for lucius every once in a while message to folk we probably shouldn't have kept him out all day yeah um but we there was really no other choice we we had to do things the way way we did on our our... well maybe she'll be able to talk or more willing yeah here's hoping uh, before we get too close, um, I just remembered we hadn't decided what to do with the gold. Um, yeah, you're just <laughs> leading around this horse with a bunch of gold on it. Yeah, um, so what I'm going to do is um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, take the horse over uh, by the well, okay. and I'm going to uh, drop the sacks down into the well. Nice. Yeah, uh, still a chance she could somehow fish that out of there, but it's going to take us some fucking time. Wait, uh, all right. And uh, um, I bring her horse over to... uh, I take the horse uh, back into um, Portnoy's office, and um, I put the horse in in one of the cells, and then I uh, break off the... (laughs) The key to that cell, <laughs> so she can't get her horse if she comes back into town. All right. What? <laughs> I thought you weren't going to be making any decisions without uh, consulting others. I mean, that this was a is... whole lot of decision you just made. <laughs> yeah, old old habits die hard. Um, and uh, yeah, but I mean, how is that a bad decision? How could that possibly go wrong? You know, she won't be able to <laughs> to get out of here, and uh, she she won't be able to to get the gold, and um, we know right where she'll be when she tries to come for it, and um, well, I suppose. But how are we gonna get back out of that whale? Are you just gonna leave it there forever? I mean, we can deal with that. As soon as we're done dealing with 
all of the other things. Well, right, but it seems like our task list of dealing with stuff after all the other things just keeps growing. Have you not seen the documentary Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? You just have to remember to come back and do the things that you need to do for the things to happen. <laughs> well, yes, I did see that. It was quite the, quite the showing. Yeah, it was a great play. Um <laughs> And, and the way they used that uh, that porta potty, that was something else. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves is something, isn't he? Uh, I tell you that that dude's going somewhere. He uh, he's quite dreamy, that's for sure. You know, you don't see Alex Winter and stuff much anymore, and it's kind of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> he was quite the, He was good, quite a good actor. Yeah. I, re- I thoroughly enjoyed him. Yeah, and oh, oh, and Lost Boys. I mean, it was kind of a smaller part, but uh, man, he was great. Right? <laughs> yeah, and so uh, now we're coming back uh, to Marie's house uh, after all that. And she's still doing the same thing where she's pacing, and it's definitely late at this point. Um, you guys would estimate that it's probably 11 o'clock at night now. Oh, boy. Do you want to, like, announce us, or should I, um... How about you hang back a little bit? You can still see me. And I'll just walk up and, I don't know, start a conversation, I guess. Alright, that's cool with me. Um... I am... As I'm walking up, I will be playing my fiddle, I guess, um, just as I'm walking, and I would like to do about a minute of playing before I reach her. Okay. And I would like to try to enthrall her so that she likes me. Okay. <laughs> if I can. That is a wisdom save with a DC of 15. Nope, she doesn't save. Okay. As you get close, she looks at you and she goes, Help! Help! Lucius is missing! Oh, Marie! Marie, it's alright. I know where he is. It's it's alright. He's been helping us all day. He's been such a good boy. He's done such a good job. Bring that boy back here! No one can take away my boy again! Again? What? Oh, honey, honey, come here. And I'm gonna, like, walk up and, like, try to give her a hug. She immediately, no, she does not want to be hugged by you. No matter what your spell says, she does not want to be hugged by you. She is friendly and cordial, but she does not want to be hugged or touched. Okay. So I, I reach out and she just pulls back before I even get to touch her? Yep. It, it's all right. I, I know how, t- I know today's been crazy and we've had all this bad things going on, but I promise you, he is just fine. And we can go get him in just a minute. It, it's all right. Bring, just, bring him back here I need now. You to take he some deep, to come back here now. Can you take some deep breaths for me, honey? It's all right. It's all right. He'll, he's okay. Just breathe. Why? Oh, you said take him away again. What happened? I'd like to do a persuasion if I need to. Oh, you 100% need to. Okay. That is a natural 20 on the die. Plus seven. Dang. All right. And she looks very panicked, and she's wide-eyed, and she says, His father is just a... And 
Make me a perception check as she's about to start talking to you. Should I make one too? <laughs> That's a Both nat one. Yes. Oh, finally. 17 plus one. Finally had a good perception. I got eight. <laughs> you see that all of the lights, the, all of these lanterns that are around, they swell in brightness for a second and then dim down just a little bit. And she says, the, the mining accident, the mining accident. Oh my God, the mining accident. And then you hear, the bargain is broken. Oh shit. And go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, make me another perception check. Oh, 18 plus one. 16. You guys look around, just kind of taking stock of the situation, and the general store is not there anymore. The one that Lucius worked at. Uh, and I kind of um, point to it, like, um, hoping that Alivari would look towards me and look where I'm pointing. Well, that's a mighty fun no, trick no, you no, got no, there. No, 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 please don't do this. Please, please don't do this. You promised. You promised that you can't take him away from me now. Oh, oh no. I'm Already there's no... Anything to you. She is just a wreck. Like, she cannot do anything other than to continue and plead, and she's not looking at you when she does this. She's looking back at her house. My gun is out, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run up this uh, at this point after the thing disappears, and I'm like, you were you had a bargain with that thing? <laughs> For the sake of it, don't do this to me. I, we had a deal. You can't take it back now. You can't take it back. You can't. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. I look to Alivari, and I'm like, we have to get to the church now. And I start sprinting towards the church. So as you guys are sprinting towards the church, the house blows apart like shrapnel is flying everywhere. And this enormous creature produces out of it. And it's probably 15 feet tall. It has four arms. Two of them are sort of this bestial, but with with human-like fingers on them, but the lower ones have these crab-like claws on it, and it has this horrible dog face to it, and it is just beating aside any piece of wood or anything else that is still in its way, and it is chasing after you guys. Let's roll initiative. 